Hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by the content. Our vision is that we link people to Christ to see them set free, healed, and empowered. Thanks for letting us be a part of your journey. So today is supposed to be a vision Sunday for us at the Link Church. But God has been pressing me that that vision, the way that we have been maneuvering it, cannot continue in the same way that it has been in time past. And let me explain to you why. Because vision up to this point, when it comes to Vision Sunday at a church or any organization, as we throw up a bunch of numbers on the board or up on the projector, and we all rah-rah, siskumba, celebrate, half of the time we don't meet any of those goals, right? And it's just uh, uh, ambition is what, we, what I would call it, or what the Lord has put on my heart. And we use scriptures like the scripture from the book of Habakkuk. How many of y'all have ever read and dug into that book? It's a scripture that we so often use, right? Write the vision or read. Write the vision. Uh Y'all go ahead and put it up so we can read it together. Then the Lord answered me and said. There's a problem with this scripture. It's not a problem that it was written, but it's a problem in how it's preached. Because I think that there's not enough context when we read the scripture for us to be able to actually go put this into practice. See, Habakkuk was a prophet. And he was actually having a conversation with God the Father. If we go back to Habakkuk chapter 1... Habakkuk is chasing after God and there are some things that this prophet is seeing and he's like, God, are you going to allow this stuff to happen and not do something about it? Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 1 through 2, it says the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw, verse 2, oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? Why are you going to show me all of the things that are going on around me, but then not respond to me when I call upon the heavens? See, God is allowing him to see things that are literally bringing him to a place where his heart is being broken. He's allowing him to see the social injustices that are going on around. He's allowing Habakkuk to see the sinful behavior that has become normalized. He's allowing Habakkuk to see the dysfunctions that are being justified. Then God does respond to him. And in verse 5, he says, look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work in your day, which you would not believe. Though it were told to you, for indeed I am raising up the Chaldeans. A bitter and hasty nation, listen, which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. 
So God is responding to Habakkuk and he's saying, listen, I'm going to do a work in your hour. I know that you're seeing some things and I know it doesn't look like very much, but I'm raising up an enemy that will come into the mix and take a land that was not meant for them. It was meant for the people of God, but because they're not acting right and they're not doing what they were called to do or they were intended to do, I will raise up an enemy that will possess what was given to them and be taken back. Well, wait a minute. That's not a God that we serve. What's mine is mine. God said that no, nobody could come in and take what's mine. No. If you act like you're not supposed to, God will raise up an enemy. Some of y'all thinking like, why are some things going on in my life? Because you ain't acting right. And so now this enemy that is uh, in the mix was not sent from Satan. But there was one that was raised up just for you to take what was for you because you can't handle it yourself. Mm. This is good. This is good. This is good. You know the Chaldeans were astrologers and astronomers. These folks were not people of God. I mean, think about your life when you thought that you were in the prime of your life and all of a sudden you got a dose of crazy. And you thought that the favor of God is so strong upon your life that you could go ahead and act like you ain't got no sense. And then all of a sudden the carpet is pulled from under you. And you think to yourself, how in the world is this happening? What God was saying to him, listen, my favor was on them. I was doing a work in their life. But because of their behavior, I will take the very thing that I have given to them. Now, Habakkuk wasn't convinced enough. I mean, God told him, in your day, I'm going to do a work. I'm going to raise up an enemy. I'm going to take their land from them. And then Habakkuk is still not convinced. Some verses later, he goes back to God and says, You are of pure eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he? And so all of a sudden now we have a full context. We get to chapter 2. Somebody say chapter 2. And now we can read the scripture of Habakkuk 2 and have a better understanding that God was saying to him, since you don't believe what it is that I am saying, I want you to write down what I am saying so that at the appointed time, you will see what I have said. And so God had given Habakkuk a vision that was not from a place of ambition, Jordan, but he gave Habakkuk a vision from Habakkuk being in the face of God and saying, listen, there are some things that are going on that are not right. There are some things that are upside down. There are some things that are against your will, God. I need for you to do something. Being in the presence of God and pressing into the presence of God. See, some of us don't know what God has for us. Why? Because you ain't pressing into God. You're not in his, in his presence. You're not in an intimate place with him. You just, God, give me the vision.
vision so I could go and know what to do. And you're you going on and that's not it, God. Let's go back to the old drawing board. And God, give me the vision. Where do I go? What church do I go to? What place? And we run and we go to that place. And all of a sudden, you know why? Because you're thinking vision up instead of praying it down. Intimacy with God. And that intimacy with God allowed Habakkuk to then be burdened by God. See, putting numbers up on the screen doesn't necessarily mean that we're burdened. It just means that we're trying to set a goal. Some of us have a goal of making a whole lot of money. How many of y'all want to make a lot of money in 2023? That's a good goal. It doesn't mean that you have a vision for it. It just means that you desire to have more wealth. And some of y'all can't be trusted with wealth. You can't be trusted with the little you got. Imagine God gives you more. I think my Tims are making me preach better today. Habakkuk was burdened and his heart was broken. See, God's vision for you and your family is not for you to have more wealth and more houses and more this and more that. God's vision for you is uh, your heart to be broken for what breaks his. Now, along the way, if he can trust you, he will not just give you what you need, but he'll give you what you want. Why? Because he can trust you and he knows that he can put it in your hand and if he can get it through you, he will get it to you. That's why some folks have an amazing uh, uh, favor over their life that you always wonder, why is God always blessing them? And how come they get all of these opportunities? Why? Because God can get it through them, and so he'll get it to them. And, and so you're not being looked over. You're being tested to see if you can be trusted. Vision without ambition is nothing more than a dream. Ambition without vision will lead a person astray. And so I'm not going to preach this part. I'm just going to I'm just going to teach it. Are you ready? Ambition will make you make more money and lose your children to the world. Ambition will have you knocking people down while you climb to the top. Ambition will have you kicking in doors that God never intended to be open for you. Ambition will cause you a, will cause a disconnect in your marriage. And see, some of us will make more money in a year. We're like, we're killing it this year. How many of y'all have had a good year? And then all of a sudden you wake up and you look at the scorecard and you've been scoring on the devil's goal. Because more money and losing your kids to the devil is not, is not on the numbers for me. That's not me winning. That's the devil winning. And, and, and me trying to climb to the top, knocking everyone down, talking about it's a dog-eat-dog world. Listen, when I turn around and I realize that I'm all by myself and, and no one wants to be around me because I have abused them for my own betterment, that, that's not me winning. That's not me winning. And so these are the things that I want to share with you that break my heart. And if we make more money along the way, then thank you, Jesus. 
and, and if we're able to have more favor, then thank you, Lord. But these are the things that, that break my heart, that I chase God after. And I'm woken up in the middle of the night and trouble me. But somehow my ambition has caused me to go astray. Why? Because Guillermo Rivera is so task-driven. You got to make it happen. You got to push through. You got to look good in the eyes of everybody. But I look at the scorecard and there's some areas of my life where I have not been winning. Although on social media, it's look real good. This is what breaks my heart. Husband, love your, love your wives like Christ loves the church. That breaks my heart. Why? Because as men, we don't love our women like Christ loves the church. We just act in a moment to shut them up. Am I saying the truth? Cast the first stone, he who is without sin. Fathers, be present in your children's lives. Your boys cannot be taught to be men by their mothers. On Mother's Day, I do not celebrate single mothers on Father's Day. You are not a father. But let's turn it around. My heart breaks for wives to be helpmates for their husbands that God created it to be. You're a helpmate. You are not under, you are not beneath, and you are not over. So Mothers, be present in your children's lives. And stop making your children your God. How about this one? Let's be family and let's love each other in good times and bad, in ups and downs. And so when you fall, you're still family to me. And when you relapse, you're still family to me. But when I fall and I say something I shouldn't, can you stop running out of this place and turning your back and backstabbing and going out into the community and talking about me and my family and treating us like dang dogs? That breaks my heart. And not just my heart, but for every pastor in this nation that, has, that walks in this mantle, that every time someone leaves, the pain never stops and it's never different. That breaks my heart. Let's drive out division from the church and our community. Skin shade and economic status means nothing to God. God don't care how much you got. Sometimes the more you have, the less you give anyway. How about helping church hurt people heal? How about that? That breaks my heart. See, the problem with church hurt people is that they bring their gift to the new place and they want to get involved without healing. And they left the last place offended and what happens a month from them being active at the new place? You're offended again. Can we help people heal? How about and let's help people that have relapsed or fallen into sin back on their feet? How about let's help marriages be restored? This past week, on one of our social media platforms, there was an individual that said, my pastor told me to, for us to get a divorce. If I could get my hands on that pastor. 
if you're in trouble and your life is in danger, you better believe that some things ought to be done. But everything has a solution. Sometimes we just don't know what that solution is and we need people to walk the journey with us. Quit throwing around the divorce word. And get around people that can help you navigate. You know some people that just say, well, we'll just get a divorce and be done. You know what you call that? Immaturity. And here's a good one. Let's help prodigal children return home without us stoning them at the gate. What does that mean? Some of your children want to return back to God. And the moment that you see them at the gate, you say, well, if you're going to act like you were acting before, that you are not welcome here. Can they come on back home first? That's what breaks my heart. And as I plead to God in my alone time, God responds to me in this way. He says, I have given you a solution, Pastor G. And I say, oh, yeah, what is that, God? He says, look out into the congregation. There they are. And so I'm not saying at some point we won't put some goals up on the projector, but what I am saying is that right now you are the solution. What are you going to do to be a part of what God is desiring for you? God is not looking for complainers. But what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? What, what breaks your heart? In the back, what, what breaks your heart? What literally brings you to a place of brokenness? I didn't have a father growing up when I was young. That breaks my heart. I watched my father take a hit of crack right in front of me as a teenager. His jaw is swaying from side to side. It breaks my heart for someone to have to deal with something like that. It really does something to me when a, when a parent smokes in the car while your children are in the car. That breaks my heart. I will pull you over. I understand you want to do what you want to do, but your children should not have to pay for it. I don't know what this message is going to do to some of y'all. <laughs> but I'm going to let y'all know right now that God is not playing games in this new year. And we want God to use us, but we don't want to put ourselves in a usable position. We just got to come out of hiding. And not be married to the dysfunction. If it's dysfunctional, don't stick around to see what happens. Because one thing that you are never able to get back in life is time. It's a commodity that one time it's spent, you can never get it back. Now the word does say that you can redeem the time. But that's what this means. Is that the will of God for your life, despite how wrong you go, when you decide to reconnect with him, he takes you to the place where he wants you to be. That's how God redeems the time. What are you going to do this year in regards to vision? Now, some of y'all may have some desires to lose weight. Anybody want to lose weight in the house? Come on, y'all. Shame the devil. I'm four pounds down, y'all. Come on. I got to turn sideways for you to notice.
Just with every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a moment. Just for a moment. What breaks your heart? Some people, your heart is broken for people that are in addiction. Just right where you're at, just begin to ask God, God, give me the solution to help in an area of individuals that are trying to break addiction. Some of you are getting a burden from the heavens right now to help women that are in domestic violence situations. Some of you are burdened in the area of abortion. Some of you are burdened in the area of broken homes, single mothers, lost children. Can we put ambition to the side for just one moment and say, God, for the very thing that you are breaking my heart for, give us a solution. I'm so tired of seeing broken families. I'm tired of seeing divided churches, God. I'm tired of people falling back into their addiction. I'm tired of children being raised without a, a parent in the home. Can you just cry out right where you are so that God would give you a solution? God, you are a sovereign God. I know that you don't want to see your people suffer. Give us a solution, God, to lead more people to Jesus. Give us a voice in a place of government. Give us a solution, God. Give us a solution, God. And whatever you do, do it in our time so that our eyes can see what you are going to do. So that only we can, not only we can hear what you're saying, but that we will be able to see what you're saying. Come on. Just begin to ask God to burden your heart. And it doesn't matter how much of the word you know or don't know. It doesn't matter how much you have in your account. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. Listen, God is saying, I want to burden a people and give them a vision directly from heaven. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this place and you've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, but today you want to make that decision, would you just slip up your hand right where you are? Is there anyone in here that would say, you know what, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus and I'm tired of hiding, I'm tired of trying to play in the back, I'm, trying, I'm tired of it and I'm ready to just do what God has called me to do. If you're here today and you're ready to make a decision, just, is there anyone in the house? ready to make that decision on today. Let me ask you this question. How many of you right at your seat, the Lord began to burden you and began to give you a vision for what it is that he desires for your life moving forward? Is there anybody in the house? Yeah, all those hands popping up all over the place.
Hallelujah, God. God, I pray for every single person in this place burdened by your will and by your desires. God, let us not leave this place missing the mark. It's in your precious son's name that we pray. And everyone says, amen. Make a commitment that this year, 2023, you will not function off of ambition alone, but that God will give you a vision from heaven that you can run after as hard as you can. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to take a moment to share this and tag us as we are on all social media platforms at The Linked Church. Our motto is, why do life alone? 